Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Gareth Hall with you on this Thursday, filling in for Toby and Jason, 15 minutes past 11. Um, we're going to have a chat. Darren Carroll, one of the great form experts, since I've arrived here at SEN Track, doing my show Giddy Up with Gareth from 8am to 11. I don't think he's missed recently. Um, he's going at a wonderful strike rate. and He's tipping winners for fun. So he's a terrific judge, the boy from the Mallee. And we'll go through some of the feature races there on Saturday at Melton. The Gamalite Free For All stands out. It's D-Day for mine, and hopefully we'll catch up with Kevin Gordon shortly. Um and have a chat about Lock and Vara because he was disappointing in the Minuteman free-for-all, but he had excuses. Um, and before that at Melton, I thought he was okay first up against Torrid Saint, but he was first up for a long time since finishing just out of the placings in that Hunter Cup. And he was off a limited preparation, wasn't he, um, during that Hunter Cup preparation when he was coming off that long injury layoff and he spent some time there at um, Cobbety Stud there. Um, as a size. So hopefully we can catch up with uh, Kevin Gordon shortly. But Darren Carroll, one of the very best form analysts that I've come across, and he joins us now, the boy from the Mallee. Darren, um, welcome to Trots Live on this Thursday. What do you make of Lock and Varad? Hopefully we can catch up with Kevin Gordon shortly. But for me, it's D-Day for him. He gets his chance to lead. Um, and if he can't be competitive here, I wouldn't be surprised, and I've had a chat to Kevin before about this, if he thinks that... He doesn't want to, he hasn't got the appetite or the enthusiasm to race anymore. Lock and Var Art will be retired. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it is definitely D-Day for him. Um, but if you go and have a look at his first up run, it was excellent. I mean, on the clock, he was fantastic. You know, he tried hard. He did his normal things and he kept coming in the straight. Yet Torrid Saint was just too good that night. But the writing was on the wall the second up run when he just didn't find anything. He was gone at the 300 to, you know, 400 out. So, yeah, I really, really do hope that he gets back to his best because he gets the opportunity, he leads. Um, you know, the danger is going to have to do work. And, um, you know, we need him in these races because he adds the X factor because he's tough, he can do work, he can grind the leader, he can ensure speed. So, um, yeah, I'd really love him to run a, a rip of a race this week. Yeah, I think everybody wants him um, to run a big mm. race because he was such a popular horse. He was the people's horse in a way. The arty party and Kevin Gordon embraced it. Yep. And Dave Moran came a long way, I think, as a human being. Yep. Um, no, yep, no not doubt. only as a human, but as a trainer as well um, when he was trading Lock and Varart. And, um, but I had a chat to get Kevin after that Melton failure and he wanted to find something wrong with him because um, not that he wanted the horse... The, to have any problems, but he was just too bad yeah. to be true. So that lung infection gave them something to work with and, uh, and yeah. explain why he was so disappointing. But I think it's mm. important to, um, and I'm looking forward to seeing Dave Moran's not far away. He knows his horse yeah. better than anyone. He, he hasn't been able to drive him. Um, so I thought maybe even that they might just wait another couple of weeks and until David was eligible to come back. But they decided to go with him, um, which is interesting for mine. Mm, yeah, it is. But it is a suitable race, though, Gareth, when yeah. you look at it. Like, he's drawn well. So, um, it was a preferential book draw based on ratings, so he drew under under some of the others. So, look, I can understand why they've gone this way. Um, um, Lee Sutton's a you know, really good driver. Um, he would have seen the horse so many times and, um, and probably admired him so many times, so Lee will look after him. And we just hope that he, he gets back to, to what he knows, what we know he can do. But it's no easy task because Bondi Lockdown, um, yeah. you know, he's a game type, everyone's favourite type of horse because he can do work. He's got the, got the name after, you know, what we've been through. Um, and, you know, a bit of a, you know, knockabout type of trainer driver. And, um, yeah, he's one of my favourite horses as well. So it's, it's a difficult one. Is it? Interesting horse Bondi lockdown because when you talk to Aaron Dunn about him, he says he just does yeah. he does work that you just can't explain. He's just uh, he's got that freakish aerobic capacity with his heart rate, and he can do yep. what other horses can't. Um, yep. He did 
there was a, everybody's everybody's still talking about that effort when he was second mm. in the chariots, when he was off the track and won forty seven six and was defeated by a really good horse and better eclipse. He was mm. he was basically cooked for the miracle mile. And then I thought he was yep. okay behind Supreme Dominator um, at Cranbourne first up, but obviously he hasn't been right since. So he's had a bit of a break. Yeah, probably, but, yeah you've, you watched yeah. the trials closely, thanks to Harness Racing Victoria and do a terrific show there on their social media platforms. What have you made of him at the trials recently? Yeah, he's looked after him very well. Like I think he's trying to, as much as he can, not gut bust him. Because yeah. um, that's what his general style is, and that's what he did at Cranbourne first up. He just tried to look after him and didn't give him as hard a time. Uh, first up was what you know he could have, like he could have easily gone to the death and dominated and, and done that. But and again at the trials, he just held him back and worked him home. So just trying to make sure he works into his routine, I think. So on the clock, his trials are great. Um, it's just he's probably racing against his style a little bit because. Um, he's probably well known for a horse to be up on the speed and being the aggressor, but this time he hasn't quite done that yet. But uh, when he's ready, he'll be doing it. Don't worry about that. It's a, it's an interesting one, isn't it? Because I think Rock and Roll do proved everyone thought he might be a horse that needs to really outmuscle his opponents, um, but yep. he proved again on Saturday night. If there's a, if it's a truly run race, then he can settle off Absolutely. the pace and come with one run. I wonder what Bondo yep. Lockdown would have done with that run. Yeah, I mean his speed is electrifying. Um, yeah. It's just it's just that he doesn't hasn't had the opportunity to do it very many times, and that's why I think we keep saying we need horses like Lock and Barrett and Bondo Lockdown in these kind of races because not only can they put the speed on if they need to, but they can also um, come from behind. So we need versatility, and we need races like the other night where it's exciting for the product, and we've got six or seven horses that all think they can win. And if six or seven horses all think they can win, then we get genuinely run races and exciting races. Copy that. We'll have a chat to Ray Green, hopefully, a little later on as well. Um, yep. He was just disappointing there the other day at Melton. I know that he had to work that 26.7 a quick first quarter. Um, yeah. But what did you it's make more of that didn't ease. Yeah. They, they just didn't ease up, Gareth. That was the thing. Like, yeah. It was a really quick first quarter, but then also the second quarter was quick. Um, and you notice all the horses up on speed, none of them finished it off. So um, a cold night at Melton, they worked really hard. They just didn't stop. There was not one opportunity to copy that to get a break. And, you know, he's still, you know, really fighting at about the 300. Um, I'd expect we see a better horse this week. Um, and... Yeah, I'm not writing him off yet. Um, and, you know, some some good judges in New Zealand rate this horse the second best horse in New Zealand. If he's the second horse best in New Zealand, then um, we've got to be very, very conscious of what he, what he's capable of doing. And you see that, like we're seeing in America Miles, if they break, what, 26 and a half or get, uh, if they break 26, I should say, that it's hard to finish off. Mm. Um, I lived, that, yeah, well, I lived through that experience with Hector JJ, but you're, you're, they, yeah. the lead time for me is always the most important sectional in harness racing. Yep, yeah, that plus an opportunity to back it off. I mean, traditionally at Melton, they can run fast early, but they always tend to back it off at some stage. But um, Mark Pitt the other night ensured that there was no back off, and that, you know, bought him undone in the end, but it also brought a lot of other horses undone. And that's very rare for a race at Melton. Um, yeah. I was surprised with Pity's to... drive there, Darren. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I thought once they're burning 26 and change, that he's thinking, well, yep. I think he's a twenty chance after that. With his high speed, he just sits there, pulls out down the back and goes straight past them. But then he forced Nathan yep. to keep on running um, because he thinks, yep. well... I can't beat this horse with with its high speed, so I've got to try and break his yep. heart. But by doing that, he broke his own heart, in a way. Yep. Yeah, and what can happen in, in these kind of races is we forget what the capabilities of some of these horses are, such as Rock and Roll do, and, and even Bulletproof Boy and Max Delight, for example. They're all really nice horses, given the opportunities. So, you know, they were probably no chance if, they slacked off and got a you know, 31 quarter somewhere, which they, you know, they could have. But 
when you consider that you're just trying to beat one horse, you usually bring it undone. And I think they probably tried to beat each other and um, that fell into the hands of all the other nice horses in the race. Who do you want to be on for in the Victoria Cup at the moment, Darren? Or do you, is it just a oh, case yeah. where you, it's like Barry, like I think in previous times, and I'd love like the Victoria Cup to be over 2,600, but in saying yeah. that, usually in previous Cups, we've had maybe one or two standouts. So the draws played a major role. If King of Swing drew the lead, like he did in a Hunter Cup, it's yeah. basically all over. Yeah. But you got, say, a Max yeah. Delight that won at 30-odd dollars and, and King had to come off the, the, the speed outside that second row. And I thought that was nearly one of his biggest runs. Um, it can allow for other horses to get into this contest. But with eight horses a chance, or every nearly horse, you could say in a Victoria Cup, a chance of winning, I think it's just going to be a race for the ages. And harness racing's been crying yeah. out for a race with the depth that this Victoria Cup should um, should be able to attract in a couple of weeks' time or three weeks' time now. Yeah, absolutely. Like we've even forgotten a little bit about um, you know Greg uh, Jeff Tubbs, two horses, and, yeah, better Eclipse, and you know they're capable. Of, yeah, they're capable of you know being electrifying off speed. Then you've got. Spirit of St. Louis and, um, you know, the other McCarthy horses. Um, yeah, one of those at the moment couldn't possibly give you a tip for the race because this race on Saturday night is going to provide a lot of answers as well. And then it might just come down to map um, when the field eventually comes out. But, you know, it's a good position to be in, Gareth, that we're talking about the depth of it and how hard it might be to select the final field. So... We probably haven't had that situation for a few years, so I think it's you know that's great for the sport. I tell you, he's a pretender, and I can't believe he's in the market. And he's even a dollar forty um, in the free for all, the vodka cruiser free for all at Manangle on Saturday night. His expensive ego, like everyone talks him up. Yeah. Um, there must have had to be something wrong with him last time, or he's just not as good as they thought he would be. Um, he has produced some. Yeah, well, he got to in the Dominion. He was an, he was amazing. Yeah. 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 Um, with these trotters as well, I had this chat on, on Giddy Up with Gareth. We have um, a Facing the Breeze on a Tuesday and Anthony Button, Jack Trainer joined me and we debated some of the big issues in harness racing or um, some of the different outcomes that might happen over the next couple of weeks. And one of those was um, Bolt for Brilliance, the, the star trotter from New Zealand. Can our four-year-old trotters mm -hmm. in this state in Victoria um, take him on? Because he's one of probably the second best trotter at the moment in New Zealand. Ants and Jack Trainer, I know they're Kiwi, so they might have been a little bit biased here, but they both said that Bolt for Brilliance is definitely the horse to beat. But for mine, Queen Alita, yeah. just something about her, mate. She's like the on the mighty queen of the trotting rates for mine. She can win from anywhere. Um, I think she could defeat Bolt for Brilliance, especially if he has to do work in an Inter Dominion. Yeah, I mean, Traditionally, um, the New Zealand trotters are so hard, especially the high-quality ones, are so hard to beat when they come out here. Um, but you know we've got we've got a good stock, and you know and Chris Lang just keeps talking Olivici up like you know like he's a star. So yeah, I can't knock Queen Alita. I've loved her right from the start. She was a bit underrated at the start, but uh, um, her speed is is just brilliant. But at the moment. Um, I'd lean towards the New Zealander, but don't forget um, Majestioso as well. And, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. Hey, mate, a tough one. we could talk and um, all day, but it's going to be a, a big final part of the year here, especially in Victoria. Um, looking forward to this weekend. We'll catch up with you on Giddy Up tomorrow, and we'll get your thoughts there on that Melton card as well. The great J-Bond is about to take over here, and um, we'll get his thoughts as well with Aaron Dunn and and Kevin Green will join the team to talk about copy that and also um, Bondi Lockdown to see where they're at. Good on you, Darren. Thanks for that, mate. And we'll catch up with That's you right. during the week. Thanks, Darren. Track. There's Darren Carroll. Um, Jay Bond, hello to you, brother. Uh, um, great to be here. Yes. And you've got um, a couple of big interviews coming up because Aaron Dunn's about to join you and um, Ray Green to talk about this much-anticipated free-for-all on Saturday. What did you make of... Uh, he copied that bounce back in seven days after what he did last weekend. I think he might. He was disappointing. It's it's a, such a D-Day race for a lot of them, isn't it? 
Like, where's, where's Lock and Var at? Uh, Lock and Var at at the moment. Well, I'll tell you what, the more and more I went through that race, and we'll talk to Aaron Dunn again. For, we, we spoke to him earlier this oh, week. Did we? Yeah. Oh, sorry. No, I'll it's okay. That's good. Uh, uh, daily updates are good. I, Bondi lockdown, I think, is nearly immoral. Do you think so? And you know what? If he's not immoral, I've got one. But if he has to face the breeze first up. I don't. You know what? This is what we'll ask Aaron Dunn. I couldn't bet in the race. Can you launch him? Because I reckon he's faster than. Uh, then Lock and Varro. I'll tell you one, before we go to the news, a thousand to one. Who in the end I reckon can win the race? There you go. You will be a genius. If you have something on it, you won't have to work ever again. I think, um, I think it already, yeah. I think just that would get, be confirmation and fortification of that fact, I suppose. Get on Queen Alita for the um, Inter Dominion. Queen Alita? Yeah, she'll win. At least she's the best going around, probably. Yep. Have you had a confirmation from Mandy Gath that Majestuoso is no good or something? No, I haven't. All oh, right. Uh, She's well, better than Majestuoso every day of the week. He's too inconsistent. Probably Wednesdays. Uh, let's go to the news, come back, and we'll have some big interviews coming up on Trot's Life. You're listening to Thursday Trot's Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Hello, welcome back. Yeah, Joe Bond on the chair now. Um, and we'll have a new host in 15 minutes. So Willem's going to take over for 15, and then we'll get another couple of people in. So um, wild, woolly, weird action here on SEN Track this morning. But we only spoke to Aaron Dunn a couple of days ago, but we're talking to him again. How are you, Dunny? Yeah, pretty good, thanks. Pretty this good. is actually a good time to talk to you because I've done the form now. And uh, I don't know whether you've already read my form comment, but... I'm 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 half declaring Bondi lockdown. So c- can you help me? Um, yeah, I'd like to think he. I'd like to think you're on track. He's um, worked, you know, very good, and you know, probably torn up, you know, to the times he's running. He's probably better than he ever has. So hopefully that means translates to the racetrack. He's um, going better than ever. Now, conservative tactics have never been your forte, uh, Dunny, and you train them that way, so you drive them that way. I'm thinking, um, what I wrote in the form comment, oh, you actually quoted Deepak Copra, so it, it, intention's everything. So I know you've got bigger fish to fry and all the rest of it. It's um, it's it's cliched in racing that there's always something bigger around the corner, but you, you sounded like the other day you've got him screwed down well enough that you'd be happy to drive him like the very good horse that he is. And I'm wondering, in your own mind, I think, he, like, he's not he's not coastal off the arm, but I reckon he's quicker than Lock and Burrow. What do you think? I've actually, I went back and actually had a look at a couple of replays of that just to um, see, and there's probably not a lot to go by really on that. You know, he, he probably just, he's gone and worked a few times. So, you know, that. That could be an option, and I think you know Bond by himself probably fresh like he is. Like even at the trials the other day, I had a strangling because I just wanted to see him in. Um, might want to come really roll rolling anyway. So um, I think you yeah, know it's probably a chance just to have him see what happens. Really. So one thing we can pretty much entirely rule out is balancing up, going back at the start, then we're being around there because. You know, in these sort of races, and you know all too well, and you, you've already sort of outlined the fact that Bondi Lozan's got a mind of his own anyway, but um, once you balance up and you go back and there's a cheap even three or 400 metres, well, that's that can be the end of the race. Oh, that's the case. You know, you don't see enough races probably last Saturday night, and probably if you do have a run like you're off the front row, mate, you mind up to go, go forward. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, that's the way the race went. And, you know, the two favourites last week sort of, you know, went too hard too early and that, you know, that that carved them up. So, you know, that's how it can all pan out. And But, I don't, I, you know, I think this week you're not going to have a real burn for a long time, I'd hope. So, you know, that, that gives me the option maybe just to let him roll. And, you know, I might have the other slot in, but, you know, it's, it, it's just that couple unknowns and all three of those. You're just breaking up a little bit, Dunny. If you, uh, maybe take a step to the left. Maybe not the left, maybe the right. Sorry, I just lost you there for a fraction. No, you know, I think the step to the right might have been the uh, the way to go. More of these big races. You know what more of these big races need? Aaron Dunn. <laughs> when, when, when you're in them, they're not running at Maudlin pace, are they? Well, look, yeah, my worry is, 
you know, you know, he tries hard, and I don't want to kill him. You know, like after the after the chariots, I, I sort of thought, oh, I hope they haven't killed him because he, you know, that was a huge run, and he worked hard and tried hard. And, you know, if you're going to do that all the time, well, sometimes they might not always want to do that. So you've got to be other. You know, if you're going to do that, you want to be thereabouts or winning them without. You know, so I'd like to think I've got him very right, which you know I thought he'd worked up good last time, but just had a couple of issues a couple of weeks before. But um. Now he just put in that little bit of an odd run the time before Cranbourne, but this time he's he's um you know runs have been perfect and, and a lower heart rate, which is excellent, really. But I mean, it's one thing having a hard run. That chariots run was, <laughs> I mean, that's not going to happen too often, is it? I mean, that was just, uh, I mean, that was just totally extraordinary. So, I mean, he has been the horse all the way through. You say you don't want to kill him, but he. And I know they're not machines, but he seems to just love it and thrive of hard racing. And that's why I'm going to spend between now and November trying to convince you to go to the Inter-Dominion, Dunny, because I look at these gun four-year-olds that are around now, and I wonder even if your mind, if you dominate on Saturday night, whether your mind won't start changing already, because Beyond Delight trialed like a beast the other day. Um, you've got uh, Rock and Roll Do, who might, may or may not go... Um, to the Inter Dominion, better like the four-year-olds. When you look at these older horses at the moment, it's as hard to beat the four-year-olds for a hundred thousand dollars in a Vic Bread Super Series as it is to win the Inter Dominion potentially. Yeah, that's the case. The only, the only issue I've got, if it was going to Melton every, you know, for the three runs, as I've said in before, it's like four hours, four and a half to Shepparton, four and a half to, um, or three and a half probably to Geelong and two to. Um, Ballarat all within the week. I'd nearly have to reposition myself maybe a bit closer. And, and yeah, that's always a hard thing when you're away from home. You're doing things a little bit different and things are all different. And then you're not quite, you know, I probably find you're not quite at your peak, you know. So, look, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of good racing to come and a lot, a lot of water to go on the bridge and got to keep them all healthy. And so, you know, I'll just um, sort of take each week as it comes a bit and. You know, luckily, I probably only got, I haven't got any owners giving me pressure if only you made your blokes. <laughs> uh, just explain to the listeners who don't know, and, you know, it's the same for thoroughbreds, uh, probably less so for greyhounds, but that travel time, so a four and a half hour trip is, like, does that equate to almost half half a run? Like, like how much does it take out, out of them to travel that far? Well, as far as probably topping him off, so I've gone to, Melton the other day and it probably you know we didn't run any time in that trial just to sprint home and um you know he's at just that trip down there and back and the run has you know he's run on saturday that's where i was wanting to have a solid run on saturday just because i thought i didn't get enough but that just probably had topped him off beautifully for you know so that's where it takes a bit out of him and you know you don't want to be driving four hours and having a gut buster and then coming home you've got to back up three days or two later and do it again so he may be able to handle it but i don't know but yeah you like you say the vic we've got the if he does that then the vic bread final heaps and all that which is an easy kill which we don't get an easy kill so much now he's at that age um where i've been able to progressing through those heaps and then into the um you know december and then i sort of tick him away and won the bonanza and then tick him away from the chariots you know i sort of haven't got that easy kill which would be nice um, to go in and, and, and know exactly where you are. But I definitely got him at the right weight now that he's, you know, at his, he's not far off. So I'll just then hopefully be able to just tick away after tonight and see where we go. And in a word, if, night, mind you. In a word if there's no scratchings in the opening event, I've got you down for a double, Dunny. So I reckon Shady As will be winning that last race. Well, I actually haven't looked at that off. I've um, got to do a bit extra homework in the next couple of hours. I've done it. I've done it for you, Dunny. It's fine. You, 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 I've done it for you. you. I think. I think. I think you win the race. So, uh, the, the trial was very right, good. The, no, tri- the trial was very good. We, like I, I sort of looking at the figures. I didn't know how well he trolled, but going back and watching it, like he's he's trolled good. Yeah. No, nah, he's ticked on good. Like all the four I took down, I was real happy with the way they trolled. So, um, yeah, just probably um, been ticket. He's. 
Shady has. I've just been ticking him away. He's just I took him for a couple to Mildura when and and he was working on his own when I the first time I've kept him going when Bondi's been out. But he sort of was working on his own and probably not really suiting him. He's rather he's more happy of being a pacemaker, galloping pacemaker for Bondi. So that's um. So I think he's a bit more spot on now. And um, yeah, he just going Saturday night because Bondi's going and. Hopefully, I can keep doing that. Great to chat with you again, Danny, and um, no pressure. Only the pressure from us media blokes. Well, I, I normally apply the most of it. So, um, good luck on Saturday night, mate. We'll talk soon. Right, good on you. Thank you. There's Aaron Dunn. Time for a break here on Trot's Life. When we come back, Kevin Gordon to talk about the champion, the Artie Party, Lockenborough. You're listening to Thursday Trot's Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Bit of bad news for the listeners. Willem refused to take over, so uh, unfortunately the uh, baton has not been handed over yet. But we'll wait until the second hour, and I'll see if I can convince him. Uh, right now, we've got a very special guest. He is the owner of the undisputed champion of Southern Hemisphere Harness Racing, Lock and Varad. Kevin Gordon, how are you, mate? G'day, Jason. Yeah, good, thanks, mate. Good to catch up again. Talk us through where he's at at the moment. Um, there's there's always concern and consternation. His first up run was outstanding. Then we know there were reasons for a quote-unquote failure, by certainly by his standards, last time out. But are we on track? Uh, yeah, absolutely we are, Jason. Look, look. firstly, let me say this. His legs are 100%. I mean, I know there's been uh, some conjecture about, you know, how sound he is, but I can tell you now he's 100% sound uh, with the issues he's had. That is not even a concern of ours anymore, so that's... Uh, uh, that that's not a concern of Rods at all. Um, last start, you know, um, we we were disappointed because I can tell you that um, between you and I, nobody's listening, obviously, to this radio <laughs> station, so we can just talk between ourselves. Um, that that we were confident we could we we could sit outside them and win last time. Last time, you know, um, we were we were that confident because the horse was was going that well. But you know, obviously that didn't happen. He, he, like you said, it was a disappointing run. There's no no hiding from that. But you know, after getting him uh, looked at by the vets, um, we found that he had a respiratory infection. Um, his airways had, had sort of were, were, were very inflamed, and uh, we said said to the vet. I mean, Rod said to the vet, "Would that would that is this definitely what would have stopped him?" They said, "Listen, surprised he even got around. He was, he was sort of um, really really surprised." So so we're we're confident with that. It was. Basically, the best result we could get because, you know, five days later he was he was uh, being treated on a nebulizer uh, with an antibiotic direct into the lungs, and he's been looked at since, and he's and that's that's now completely sorted. So, mate, very confident that that he'll be back to his absolute best on Saturday night. Well, the, I mean, this is a great news about the soundness issues because. Um... <laughs> Uh, I don't think any of us will ever forget the lead up to that Hunter Cup where, um, you know, everybody said that he was, you know, he could barely stand up and then he went out there and he destroyed them. So he's one of those horses. But there's, I mean, you, you know it now. You, you're um, you're okay with the fact that every time he goes around because of the focus and because he's a champion, that everybody wants to see him perform to that level we know. And the level we know is so outrageously outstanding that even, I, I don't know where you're at in terms of how, close to 100% screwed down he is, but I, I, I would be thinking that even after Saturday night, there's got to be improvement in him because he's always been that horse that thrives on hard racing. Yeah, absolutely loves hard racing. Like uh, he, uh, he backs up week after week after week, so that's why we're not concerned at all about him going around this Saturday night and backing up next Friday uh, in that Group 2 race. So, um, you know, he's just got to perform on Saturday night, which, which we're completely confident he will. I mean, um, like I said, the vets were assured us that that, that would have stopped any horse. So, um, look, he can, he can, as you said, you know, what he did in the Hunter Carp, he can run through a little bit of pain, the horse. He's not a wuss, if you want to call it that. Um, he'll just keep going. But you can't run if you can't breathe. Pretty simple. And that's exactly what we were told the story was. So that's sorted now. So uh, I think we'll see him at 99% on um, 
on Saturday night. Um, the improvement is just is just lack of racing, as you said, that he'll thrive on that. And you know, after this, he'll just go on and uh, and continue through all the you know the the, um, the Victoria Cups and the Indy Millions and and fifty fifty on a New Zealand trip and a few other things. So just got to get through Saturday night first, obviously, um, and see how we go there. I mean, I mean, you know, Rod worked him during the week and and you know, to quote what he had to say, he said, I, I can't take him to the bottom of the well right now. Um, but he worked, he worked absolutely terrific. So um, there you go. That's all we can do. And um, we'll be watching very closely Saturday night. Well, I think, uh, yeah, I think he's the opposite of a wuss, isn't he? If, if anything, I think uh, what's caused him some consternation in the past, even, and uh, even running as well as he did under those circumstances with that respiratory infection, he doesn't, He's Jim Steins. He doesn't. He, he actually doesn't know when to stop. He he doesn't know his own body that he that he needs to stop trying. He's always been that that horse, Jason. And and look, looking at the field, it's only a field of eight on Saturday night. But I mean, wow, what a battle you got! Bondi locked in absolutely unbelievable runs at his uh, last campaign. Um, absolutely unbelievable, and he's his toughest toughest nails as well. And then you've got the New Zealander copy copy that. I mean, we know how good he is. First up, he blew up a bit, so he'll improve out of sight. So they're the three that are in the market, obviously. But then you've got, you know, you've got you've got Matty Craven's horse and, and Justice's horse. I mean, they're both going well up in class a little bit. But if but if Bondi lock down and and copy that want to go to war with us, cause we'll be leading. I'll just tell you that now. We will be leading. There There's no issue or buts about that. <laughs> um, that. That's 100%. Well, I tell you what, if we don't, if, if, if they want to take us on, they'll be taking us on for the whole trip because we're going to lead. We're going to let this horse run along on Saturday night. And, um, you know, um, that that could possibly, if they want to attack us, give 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 a great run to the, to the you know, Justice Horse and Craven Horses who'll be just sitting on our backs. But, um, no, Artie needs to run along on Saturday night and that's what he'll be doing. You're a circumspect. He's drawn to lead too when you look at it. Well, the, I mean, the only, the only, I think the only danger is if Bondi lockdown comes out on roller skates. But you are a measured, circumspect individual, and you've given us a 100% guarantee that he's going to lead, and that's good enough for me, Kevin. Uh, you know that it's not just you. I, I know for you it means more, but there's a, there's an entire fraternity and sorority of harness racing lovers that will be hoping Lock and Varart can win on Saturday night and get back to his best mate. So we wish you all the best of luck. Mate, appreciate it, and um, hopefully we'll talk again next week with how well he went. Well done to Kevin Gordon for joining us here on Short Notice, and Lock and Varad, he is the champion, and there's an eight next to his name from his last start run, but we're hoping there'll be a one next to his name after the Gamelight free-for-all, sponsored by Tab on Saturday night at Tab Court Park, Melton. Time for the final break in the first hour. We'll come back. There's still one big hour to come on this Thursday edition of Trot's Life on SEN Track. Welcome to Thursday Trust Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Join the conversation on 0499 736 736. Uh, hi, Willem. How, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, sadly, no, no, uh, no Toby McKinnon today, but it's okay because there's going to be a little loving come up now. Now, um, Adam Stevens, do you have Twitter or not? Sorry, mate. Do you have Twitter? Are you on Twitter? No, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No. Because I, because I gave you, I gave you a bit of love and a little bit of a shout out. I was going, I was going through the form, and I just thought to myself, you just do an exceptional job. Small team, Wingate for life was the hashtag that I used. Like you, you need, you need to get on there. I mean, I feel like I, I was trying to find your handle, and I was just shouting into the wind. Old man yells at cloud, and I was giving you all the love, but. I didn't know whether you found it, but um, you, like you must be extremely happy. It is down to your work, but how the whole team's going? Oh, mate, I'm, I'm stoked with the team. It's a lot of hard work. It's not just me. It's my dad, my brother, the three of us together. We just, we just, yeah, hard work every day. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. That song, of course, by the weekend, and the weekend is fast approaching. Friday night at Hobart, and then we're going to talk about Lonnie as well with our regular guest on a Thursday, Jamie Cockshot. How are you, Jamie? Yeah, not too bad, Jase. Um, what are we like, mate? We're starting early. 
There we are, mate. We head off to Hobart on Friday night, mate. Um, pretty tough, eight event card, to be honest. But um, there's one good thing, mate. He comes up in race one, number seven, Lancelot. Um, he's just got to produce his best. And despite you're on the top of the track, mate, he will be winning. Um, they might put up two twenty, two forty. They could put up a dollar eighty. We just don't know with the the bookmakers. But this is his race to get back to his best. And yeah, I'm pretty keen on him, mate. Um, there's three at value that I'm pretty pretty keen on working out. They should be each way odds. We can play. You know, they should be around the four fifty five dollar mark. Uh, the first one comes up. Race three, number two. Not laughing now. First up for the new stable. Always have plenty of ability. Um. And in the Butler camp, I reckon they might have just tweaked a few things with her. And, you know, from barrier two, she should be up on the speed. And I reckon, you know, she can nearly get the job done. Um, that's called not laughing now. Over to race four, number six, Old Not Me. Resumes. Got gate speed. First up over the mile. Trial goodly over week. I reckon that's a recipe for success. And, you know, he'll zoom to the lead. And I reckon he'll get the chocolates in race four. And over to race seven, number eight, Murray. Bit of a tricky draw, um, but racing really well. And, you know, from the draw, we, we'll get 5 or $6, and he's definitely worth an each-way play at those sort of odds because, um, yeah, if he gets a crack out of mate, I reckon he'll just about win. All right, for the many who follow Jamie every single week, the best, the moral, the one to throw into your multis with the footy and everything, race one, number seven, Lancelot. Value, race three, number two, not laughing. Now race four, number six, ultimate me, former Victorian, former New Zealander. Race seven, number eight, Murray, now before we get into Lonnie, I've got a couple of um, uh, off-Broadway questions. Um, Melbourne? Oh, they don't deserve to be there, mate. Plain and simple, I don't beat around the bush, mate. They deserve to get beat last week. They played absolutely rubbish. And, yeah, they don't deserve to be in a prelim, Jay. So I don't miss me words when it comes to the football. I love Melbourne <laughs> Football Club, but you've got to be blunt in their assessment. Um... um they haven't changed their game plan. They haven't adapted. You know, everyone's worked them out. So, you know, Goodwin and his hierarchy got to pull their fing- fingers out over the off-season, mate, come up with a, a different style of game plan because, um, yeah, the other teams have worked them out, mate. Have Simple you, as that. Have you got a theory why? I mean, there's been a number of games this year, including uh, against Brisbane, where sort of the last 20 minutes, it's just... Uh, have, you, have you got a theory why? Is, is that just intestinal fortitude? Is it the way they're being trained? What... what well, the key was, the biggest loss of last season was their fitness coach, Darren Burgess. Last year, Melbourne ran out the games better than any other opposition. Like, I follow them pretty heavily, um, and they finished the games off better than any other team last year. And this year, it's the opposite. They can't run it out, whether there's injuries, niggles in a few of the players or what, and that's causing it. But I think the biggest loss for Melbourne off uh, last season was their fitness coach, Darren Burgess, and um, now that... This season's over. I'm pretty confident in saying that, to be honest, because they just couldn't run the games out like they did last year. You know, they ran, they won the grand final by 70 points, mate. They were 20 points down halfway through the third quarter. So that just shows you how much they finished off. You know, they demolished Geelong. They come back from 48 points against Geelong at three-quarter time at, down at Geelong in a, the last round of the game. But that, um, you know, passion, whether it's passion or they got a bit complacent, I don't know, but... Um, yeah, they just haven't got the mojo like they did at the end of last season, mate. In That's a, all there is to it. In a word, before we get to Lonnie, who will win the flag? I, <laughs> I'm not a Collingwood person. Well, but well Craig I am, McCray, so it's fine. Craig McRae's won me over. I think he's the best thing that's happened in the Collingwood Football Club for the last 15 years. I agree. And he's turning that club into where people that used to hate Collingwood are starting to think, well, they're probably not as bad as what they what, what, what we thought they were. I'd love to see Collingwood or Sydney win it. Whoever wins a prelim up there, because Sydney's pretty similar to Collingwood. You know, they've got a great bunch of young fellas and, and that's so I'd like to see one of them two teams win the win the grand final, mate. Whichever one gets there, that's all I'll be barracking for either against Geelong or Brisbane on um, next Saturday. I'll give you another left to centre one soon, but uh, give us the tips at Lonnie first, please, Jamie. Um, we'll start off the best couple come up early. Race two, number four, Diamonds of Cash. Been racing very well since coming across from Victoria. Um, gets in off the 10 metres, begins pretty well, so he's going to get a bit of an advantage over the shallows, and I reckon that'll see him win in the race. Race three, number eight, all for Dave's. At two runs back, they've led on him in, in tougher company. He's drawn eight, so he'll be given with cover on Sunday night, and I reckon that's going to see him bounce back into the winner's list. 
Colour value race four, number eight, Bridwood Bella. Um, draw inside the second line, which is not ideal because she can get a bit keen. But if she does settle and Rail can get a gap at the, gaps at the right time, I reckon she'll get she'll be too quick for her rivals over the concluding stages around the five or six dollar mark. And over to race eight, number three, Ideal Corralda. He got the job done last week. I think he went around $12, which was a great each way value, and he pinged to the lead and gave his rivals no chance. Um, drawn three. Whether the lead's going to be there for him this week, I'm not sure, but either way, I think he'll still win if he's got to sit park. So he's a, a, another good gamble. He might only be $4, so he's probably not really a value runner, to be honest, Jace, but I'm pretty keen on him anyway. And a quaddy for us, please. Um... We'll go at Launceston. First leg, 8, 10, 11, 12 and 13. Second leg, 1, 2, 9, 10, 11. Third leg, 1, 3, 7, 8 and 9. Um, and last leg, if side you'll create a one out, I'm not quite sure if it's 3 or 5. Um, $50 five. will give us 40. Number 5, mate, it is, yeah. Um, $50 will give us 40% of the dividend. So that's race to number 4. Uh, Diamonds of Cash, can't believe three starts back. You want it. $10, knowing what a good horse is. Race three, number eight, all for Dave. Value bets at Lonnie on Sunday. Race four, number eight, Bridwood Bella. And race eight, number three, Ideal Corralta on that quarter again. 8, 10, 11, 12, and 13. Into 1, 2, 9, 10, and 11. Into 1, 3, 7, 8, 9, into 5. Now, we'll get to our nah, special guest. Nah. Take the five out of three, Jace. I've wrote the wrong number, mate. Number three is Ideal Corrado in the last leg of the quality. I'm taking him one out. I repeat so the quality now. Should be three, it's eight, ten, eleven, twelve, five. and thirteen into one, two, nine, ten, and eleven into one, three, seven, eight, nine into three. Do not take the five one out. It's the three one out in the final leg. Um, now we'll go, we'll <laughs> well, you know what's going to happen, don't you? We'll get to a, uh, a special guest in a moment, but again, in a word, uh, you would have had a quick squeeze at that Gamelite free for all. Who wins? Lock and Virat, copy that or Bondi lockdown. Well, after listening to Kevin Gordon, well, you'd have to say Lock and Bar out, but I've got a few hesitations. I reckon copy that or just sit in behind them. And if Lock and Bar out and Bondi go to war at the 800, a bit like last week when Rock and Roll do got over the top, um, copy that can probably sit behind them, mate, and, and round them up. If they do go hard, if they do go hard, if they just sit up and dash uh, 59 first half, dash only 56, well, the front the front two, you know, will we'll battle it out and... Lockerbarra's probably got the fitness on his side, and if he's going to get to the pegs, well, that might seem, you know, just, just nudge him out. But um, it's going to be a great race, and I just hope the best, you know, they all get their chance. But, yeah, it's very interesting, mate. But I'll, I'll go copy that, just at the better odds and just with the likely tempo up front. Uh, we've all got shares in a different one. I've got Bondi locked here. I think he might even be able to lead. We'll go for a break, come back. Special guest, this is the Tassie Half Hour on Trot's Life on Thursday on SEN Track. You're listening to Thursday Trots Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. This is my song. Volatiles, nobody knows this band anyway. Um, welcome back to Trot's Life, and as always, Jamie Cockshut has a very special guest. I'll let you take over. You got Never Rat with you, uh, Jamie. How you going there, Nev? Yeah, good, thanks. How are you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. I don't, I've had the pleasure of meeting you. I've met all the rest of them, mate. But um, uh, but it's good to see you finally switch into the the harness harness industry. You know, in the latter years of your life. Um, and there would have been two people pretty proud on Sunday night. That's mum and mum and dad, Wayne and Gay, um, to see you know one of their other sons take up the game and 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 get his first winner with Ideal Corrado on Sunday night. Yeah, look, um, yeah, no, they're both very very pleased, and you know to see the result. They own the horse, so even more pleased for that sake too. But um, I have been involved in the harness race, and over the years, so we grew up in it, so we couldn't help but be involved. I uh, did a bit of driving early and wasn't very successful with that, but anyhow, I had a go at that and um, did train uh, one or two back in the 80s, but um, no luck, no wins, so um, very pleasing to get a win finally. So just just lead us into the story. What got you back into, 
back into training. You, you know, I think you retired from your your full time job now, and you, know, you had a bit of spare time in your hands. So I think Kent mentioned that you wanted to train one or two, and he handed over Ideal Corralder. Is that correct? Yeah, that's that's how it really played out. We um, partner Sue and I. We moved. Um, we were living next door to where Barry trains. My brother Barry. And we moved out and built our own house and um, property right behind or only a short distance from the Carrick Park trotting track. So um, that sort of led to the idea, oh, we're not far from the track, maybe I could go and have a go at it again. And um, that's when Brother Kent said he had ideal Corralda uh, in the paddock there if I wanted to have a go at him. So, yeah, that's really how it's played out in the last um, 12 months, so finished work 12 months ago and uh, yeah having a go at this so do you plan on expanding the team that you train mate are you just going to have one or are you going to get a couple more in time oh look i'd like to have a second one at this stage there's some weeks go by when things aren't going well with the one you got and it'd be nice to turn to another one and say well looks a bit promising or things are happening better for that but um maybe it'll only be small yes it look it, yeah, uh, well. Just dipping my toe in the water, yeah, that, for the sake. Yeah. Yeah, I've done a bit of a story on your father, and, and mum and mum and dad mentioned that you're 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 a Holden car enthusiast, and you know you've done a bit of car racing over the years. That's correct. Yeah, look, um, I've coached footy fair for a while, and and then we've been car racing since about 2012, and still doing that. We've just returned from Darwin, where we did some car racing up there in Darwin, so. We took the car up there and and had a good good little bit of time um, in the better weather and uh, had a bit of success up there in Darwin with the cars. So then back here and to get a bit of success with the horses, it's been a it's a really good month. Yeah, no, that's good. So so, so what sort of car do you drive? It's um, I think I've got a picture of it to be honest, but I can't remember. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's the old HQ Holdens, the old taxis. That's it, and the old that, HQ, that's it, the old HQ, that's it. Yeah, national, it's a national competition. We went up to Darwin for the nationals and uh, stayed on for another two weeks and we did the, the Northern Territory titles and we won that one, so that was good to do. Oh, that. No, no, I remember doing the story, mate, they were that proud of you. They showed me all these photos of you on the car and all that sort of stuff and honestly, I've never heard of you because I'm a little Barry and Kent, you know, because I'm only harness racing people yeah. and um, when they tell me about it and all that. But but, but just, just touching back just touching back onto the racing game, um, like you said, you're born into it. So why did you why did you choose to decide not to pursue it like Barry and Kent can't have full time? Um, look, at the time, we were just young and we were training horses with Dad and I'd just finished school. I was the older of Barry and Kent and... Um, it was a case there wasn't enough income there at the farm and, and with the horses, so I went out and got a job. Um, Barry come along and he sort of, he took off over to America and Melbourne and, and made his own path. And uh, then Kent sort of followed in Dad's steps and sort of um, took over a lot of what Dad was doing. So um, it just, just the way it worked out as we was growing up, yeah, so I sort yep, of went out yep. and got a job and, and they sort of um, stayed around the horses, although I stayed involved with the horses even though I was working a job. But um, it, it, it's a game that you nearly need to do. You, certainly if you're driving them, you need to be on doing it every day. And I'd only come and do it on a weekend and it wasn't enough. Have you, have, you got yeah. one, have you got one more, Jamie, before we, uh, before we say sign our No, no that's all. We'll, we'll just talk about Ideal Corrado on Sunday night. You know, he's drawn barriers three. You know, Gareth's in the gig, mate. There's no better, vigorous driver than Gareth. I can just see him sawing him out on Sunday night and trying to bully his way to the top. And if he finds the top, mate, I just don't, can't see him being beaten again. Look, if he, if he can produce the same run he did the other night, and, and it's been a couple of disappointing goes where he's led into the straight and had a decent lead on the opposition and, and just seems to want to wait for him. But on Sunday night, just gone, he, he, he just kept running, which was what we wanted. And um, he puts that same effort again in. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to beat. Uh, now, Nev, Jamie might not have known who you were, but we've learned a little bit about you now, which is the main thing. Thanks very much for joining us, mate. Not a problem at all. Thanks for the call, guys. Been a pleasure, Nev.
And good on, you, good on you, Jamie. Thanks for the tips, mate, and thanks for the great interview as always. And um, thanks for your tough talk when it came to Melbourne as well. Some people are very yeah. defensive of their clubs, but I appreciate the fact that you just went hard like Clayton Oliver. You went in solid and uh, yeah. you told him how it is. Well, no, he's making excuses, mate. I've been around the bush, mate. You've got to be straightforward in whatever you do in life, mate. That's my motto, and that's where I'll always be. Great to talk to you, Jamie. We'll talk next week. Cheers, bud. Bye, right. mate. Time for our final break. We'll come back and wind this puppy up. Thursday edition of Trot's Life on SEN Track. You're listening to Thursday Trot's Life with Jason Bonington and Toby McKinnon. Well done, Willem. Actually tweeted about this song. What a banger. I'll go home and listen to that uh, and do some form for tonight because I'll be on the Let's Fly. Thursday edition now. I wasn't on last week, so it doesn't count. Three wins in a row. Three, Pete. All right? Chicago Bulls. I've taken a break, just like Jordan. I went to play baseball for one week. And now I've come back. I'm taking on Watchdog, who broke all records last weekend, of course. The legendary World Cup king, the Peacock. So looking forward to getting stuck into that. You've got David Taggart. He's got, I don't know what food that is. It appears to be Chinese in nature, I would imagine. I think there's some noodles, maybe some rice. And Cam Luke coming in in a moment. And tomorrow, don't miss it. Dan Malicki and I going through the Friday form panel from 10.30 till 12. Now, I'll tell you early, Lavender Chevy, the markets will come out tonight sometime if you look around your appropriate wagering service providers. If you can get 6 $7 about Lavender Chevy, I reckon you can win. If you really don't care about money, which I don't, have something small, the win, and way more the place. Now, people are going to call me insane, but you'll be calling me a genie if, if he wins. Who'll in the end? I reckon Bondi Lockdown will win that tab Gamalite free-for-all on Saturday night at tab called Park Mountain, but... Hulinian's going to settle really close. I know that first up run looked a little bit strange. His trials prior were excellent. I reckon he's, well, I reckon he can run a place at least. And uh, and it's going to be a great card overall. A lot of short price favourites, but we can multi them up. Captain Belisario, I reckon Mighty Flying Art wins. I reckon Soho Historia wins. I'll talk about it tomorrow. You'll hear me. 10.30 till 12. Well done to Willem. He's probably kicking on, no doubt about it, for uh, trackside tags. The captain of the SEN track team about to join Cam Luke for hours and hours and hours of trackside winners. Au revoir.